The following episode of Filmmaker contains discussion of a school shooting and other news stories that some listeners may find disturbing. If you want to avoid this content, the section to skip is listed in the show notes. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Filmmaker, the show where I sit down with outstanding women in media production and discuss their journeys. I'm your host, Ashley Jones, a television production student with a passion for learning the ins and outs of the industry. Our guest today is Emily Spivey, a former WPSD employee who is doing a variety of content creation in Oklahoma. In this episode, she will share with us her journey from Kentucky to Oklahoma, winning her first Emmy, the harsh reality of covering traumatizing stories, and the overall advice she has for women who want to work in television stations. Enough with the chit-chat. Let's get started. Emily Spivey is from Paducah, Kentucky, and attended Graves County High School. As a child, she grew up watching the evening news with her family. As she got older, she went on an elementary school field trip to Murray State University, which sparked her interest in television further. When I was in fourth grade, which would have put me around nine years old, we took a trip to Murray State University. And we were split into teams, and I was in the team that went to a dance class and then the TV studio. And when I went to the TV studio, that's when I knew what I exactly what I wanted to do. She later got involved with the TV program at Graves County High School, where she was instructed and mentored by Randy Herndon. This gave her the opportunity to experience the world of television hands-on at a young age and helped her begin her journey to becoming a nonfiction storyteller. We had a TV department there that rivaled some of the universities at the time because they built the school in 87, and as part of the grant money they got for that school, they were able to build a full-on TV studio. So I had hands-on experience that people in the surrounding high schools did not have until they stepped foot into either Paducah Community College, Murray State, or some of the other area universities. After graduating high school, Emily attended Paducah Community College, now formerly known as WKCTC, and took a variety of classes, including business classes, drama classes, and rock and roll history. While attending community college, she took a variety of television, media writing, and commercial classes as well. With prior experience in high school, Emily came to college with some television production skills, placing her ahead of others and eventually helped her land the first job that paved the way for her career. I guess it's now Dr. Kevin Qualls, who was at that time an instructor at PCC, and he's the one who noticed that, hey, I already know how to edit. When I was in his class, I was tasked with teaching those around me how to edit. And in those days, it was tape to tape. It was what they call linear editing, which is a lot more involved process than what you do now with a computer. It took forever sometimes to edit a piece. And if you screwed up, you could screw up the whole piece and have to start it over again. Kevin is the one who got me the job at WPSD-TV as a tape operator in 1995. And a tape operator is now an obsolete job. Basically, what I did at my first job at WPSD was load tapes that ran in the right order for the news and swap those out and football Friday nights were the worst because I would have three machines rolling and they would go a couple of seconds each football highlight and I'd look at three machine rollings and be like oh 
hoop, which machine is on the air and which tape can I take out? My other job also included ingesting commercials that went into a big robotics, odetics machine. But yeah, I was pretty much working at WPSD the whole time I was at Paducah Community College. When Emily first started at the WPSD TV station in Paducah, she found it rather terrifying. As she got settled in, she felt more prepared for what her job entailed. My first experience at the television station, the one I had grew up watching was terrifying. I mean, there were people like Tom Butler and Ron Beaton and Cal Sisto, and it's like, I watched these people as a kid walk into the building. It's like, oh, wow, I'm working with these people. I have to make sure that everything goes well so they don't look bad. But at first it was terrifying. I have anxiety so that, of course, I was anxious. And But as I went along with it, I just kind of became one of the guys after a few months, and then it wasn't as bad as you think it would be. I just kind of eased into it after that initial ball of anxiety, got past that and realized, Oh, well, I guess I'm doing all right. They haven't kicked me to the curb yet. For the job they hired me for, a tape operator, I was, I was prepared for that. I had already learned how to edit, so I was a step ahead of most of my peers. Dr. Qualls noticing, hey, help these people out. and then So I felt prepared for that. When working at WPSD, she eventually had to switch to a news photographer position because the introduction to using servers was coming, making her job become outdated. In this new position, she learned more about storytelling and gained valuable experience. Not only did Emily work for the news station, but also had a side job in information technology to make up more of an income. She soon realized that to her, this situation was not where she wanted to be. This led to her searching for a job elsewhere to present herself with more challenges. When I wasn't at the station, during working hours, I was listening to people with dial-up internet problems, and most of them were yelling and cursing at me, and I thought, this is not a situation that's very sustainable. So I went on a website called TV Jobs, which I think still exists, and put out some feelers, and I immediately got a bite from the NBC station in Tulsa, the ABC station in Tulsa, and ABC station in Knoxville, Tennessee. So after visiting Knoxville and then visiting the ABC station here and then doing what research I could on the internet at that time and finding out that people were not happy at the NBC station in town, I turned that one down and then both of the ABC stations gave me a job offer the same day. While Knoxville is a much nicer area because it's over in the Smoky Mountains. I really gave that some thought, but when it came down to it, Tulsa has more amenities, and they also offered a much better wage than what I would have gotten in Knoxville, so money talked a little bit, amenities talked. So I wound up moving down here expecting to stay five years and then go to some giant market and I wanted moving down here and staying. I liked it better than I thought I would, but making the move wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it would be. I missed people back at home, but I still kept in touch. I still have family and friends back at home, so I try to go visit. Emily now works for KRSU-TV in Claremore, Oklahoma. She does a variety of content creation for the network, such as producing and directing live events held by Rogers State University, a regional music show called Studio 66, and an academic game show. On top of all that, Emily still finds time to include freelance work, working for a nonprofit organization, and playing some World of Warcraft whenever she needs to blow off some steam and kill some enemies out in the virtual world. However, this is still a balancing act that she is trying to master.
There's still a balancing act going on because sometimes like the past three weeks I have been really busy. I'm still in the process of editing a project and I got a phone call before the interview. I think I picked up something else. I'll find out more about that later. It's more like I'm still balancing it because some it's not always steady. There's sometimes a lot to do and then there's times when there's not a lot to do outside of my regular job and then there's times when my regular job is extremely busy and requires time outside of regular work hours. So it's kind of a fluctuating thing. And so there's still always just a little bit of a juggling act to make it all work. In 2017, Emily was nominated for the Heartland Regional Emmy competition for a piece she did over Jana Jay, an American country and bluegrass fiddler. To her surprise, she won the Emmy she was nominated for that year, beating out popular stations located in Colorado, who were always their main source of competition. The interview was great. I thought the piece turned out very well. So we, we really liked it. Jana loved it. Our hosts loved it. And we thought, well, when, when the Emmys nomination, or when, the, uh, when you can enter for the Emmys, we decided to enter that particular piece and think, you know, it'll be nice if it gets nominated. One weird thing with our Emmy division, we're part of the Heartland Emmys, so we've got all these smaller states, and then you have like Tulsa and Oklahoma City, and we're all competing against Denver, who get, who's like the monster powerhouse market that just blows everybody out of the water because they have so much more money and resources than we have, much less independent public television station that doesn't have much of a budget. So we entered it the particular night that I went to the Emmy Awards, KUSA, the, I think it's the NBC affiliate in Denver, they were just, they were sweeping. They won every single thing they were nominated for. Well, my piece was up against one of their pieces. So, and it's like, blah, blah, blah from KUSA. And then it goes, uh, Perspectives with Jana J, RSU TV. And then they're like, the winner is Perspectives with Jana J. And it's not like the evening award, Emmy Awards that you see on TV. We're not allowed to go up and give a speech. I stood up and I just went, yes. So we went up, got our awards, had our picture taken. And I've got a couple of friends that work at the Fox affiliate in Denver. And I got a message that's like, congratulations, somebody beat KUSA tonight. That was a pretty awesome thing. Since then, I've been nominated five other times and haven't won any of those yet because usually KUSA beats me out. Maybe, maybe I'll have another shot against them one day. I can, I can call myself an Emmy Award winner, if nothing else, and feel a, a little bit of happiness about it. Sadly, not every aspect of the job is as happy as winning an Emmy. Emily discusses with me some stories she had to cover that were really hard for her. One event she discusses is the school shooting at Heath High School that took place in Paducah back on December 1st, 1997. Emily remembers vividly where she was that day when working at WPSD. It was cold that morning. I was filling in for, and I, I'm trying to remember if Mr. Brown was on vacation or ill that morning. I think he was on vacation. So I was filling in for him. It was before I, I was promoted to his position when he retired. So I'm, I'm sitting there in the control room, December 1st, 1997. I am waiting to do the 825 cut-in. And if you've ever watched like the Today Show or Good Morning America, there are local news cut-in times at 25 after the hour, and you get to fill that until the bottom of the hour. So it's 8.22. I don't have script. I don't, we're still running off of tapes. I, and my tape guy is on the intercom saying, hey, I don't know what to run here. And I'm saying, hey, I don't have anything here either. So I get on the intercom to the newsroom, and the, the newsroom, they just yelled at me and said, we've got a bleeping tragedy going on here, not telling me what's going on. 
And then the next thing I know, I can hear like four people running from the newsroom back to the booth. And there's, they just said, there's been a mass shooting at Heath High School. And so we set an anchor out there, uh, do believe it was Mike Mallory, set him out there, did not have much information to give him, but basically he had to fill five minutes. And then before we were done, uh, more information came in and that five minutes turned into something like six and a half hours that I sat in that chair without moving, without leaving. Well, there were eight people shot. I think a couple of them died. And then there were some that were horribly wounded. And so I'm looking up and I'm seeing they get, they get a live shot set up there outside the high school. They're feeding back raw video that has blood and people covered up in sheets and whatever else they had from, from the carnage. And at the time, it, I didn't quite process everything I was seeing. I was in emergency mode and I was already doing the coverage and they didn't dare want to swap directors, even though I was the absolute least experienced director on staff at the time. They just kept me there. And then the news director comes back there and he's basically directing and I'm technical directing and there were some things that hit the air that disturbed me. There were some blood, there were some anguished cries, people crying in general. The human part of me at that time just wasn't registering and then it was probably about 10 o'clock and I, I look up and I see in the network monitor that what I was doing there in Paducah was being fed to all of network. And at that time, I just shook my head and I said, this is not how I wanted to make my network debut, not at all. This story is just one of the many hard stories Emily had to cover early on in her career. From tragic jet ski accidents to a local bar shooting and even working at the TV station on 9-11 made her realize that news is not where she wanted to be. Not something I'd ever want to want to do again. That was that almost got me out of the television to business altogether after after that week. I seriously thought of leaving and going into IT. In her career, there were many lessons she learned along the way. One of the biggest lessons Emily learned is that making mistakes is going to happen. She also discusses how to handle making mistakes in an intense working environment, such as a live newsroom and being able to be yelled at under scrutiny. Sometimes there's cursing, scolding, yelling, not so much temper tantrums, but you know when you've disappointed somebody and then there's like sometimes there are newscasts where something just doesn't go right and I have been reamed by a producer before just because somebody loaded a video in the wrong spot, you know, and I rolled it thinking it's the right thing and then they sit and they yell at me like it's my fault and you have to have composure and try not to yell back or at least wait until after the newscast and then you can yell at each other and get get it out. But you, you have to be get used to uh, being yelled at, being under scrutiny especially in a live situation and sometimes I still feel uncomfortable. For instance, we do an academic game show yesterday during the second show. I set up macros in order to fire things off because I'm bad sometimes about forgetting to add the score key or something. Well, I set something off and then I had brain flatulence and then I tried to transition out of it too early and what happened is that I hosed myself and it's like, Hold on, we have to stop the whole show because I screwed up one thing and I have to I have to go through the sequence to get out of it. But now I have that mental reminder of, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Hands off when I hit that button and let it do its thing and complete the whole sequence of events instead of forgetting and trying to override it. You're going to screw up. I have screwed up many a newscast. In this market, you have a couple hundred thousand people watching. When learning this, it is also important to not be so hard on yourself and build up a thick skin to these situations. 
you have to try not to be too hard on yourself. That's a lesson I've had to learn because I will kind of relive what I've done over and over and how I've screwed up. And you have to have kind of thick skin, even though mine's still a little bit thin, but it's it's thicker than it used to be because sometimes people are going to yell at you. It's a, It can be a really high stress environment at times. You just have to try to learn how to ingest it, I guess is a word for it. Think about it and try not to react on the fly and get terribly upset about it. Having setbacks when building the career you want for yourself is bound to happen, especially in an industry like media production. Whenever I was desperate to get out of directing the morning show at my previous job, yeah, and I wanted to go to creative services because that's really where I wanted to be. And I thought after the first time I applied, I'd been there for like 12 years. And, I, and they were like, yeah, you'll do great here, but we can't lose you on the morning show. We need, we need a leader on the morning show. We can't afford to lose you. And so my, I was deflated. But I still kept chugging along doing the morning show. And then another opening came up and I thought, surely, you know, since I really want this job and I'm applying again, they'll give it to me. Nope, same answer. For Emily, doing more freelance work helped her not only fill the void she was missing from not making more creative work, but also gave her reaffirmation that content creation was something she was really good at and really enjoyed. Once I started looking like, okay, so this, I didn't, this didn't pan out for me. I was like, so, and then somebody else reached out and said, hey, can you help me with this? And so I'm like, yeah, why not? And then I found out, oh, I'm kind of good at that. And so there's a little bit of disappointment where I kind of went down here and it's like, hey, can you help me with that? And then it was kind of reaffirmation that I'm not as disappointing as I, I thought I was. As a woman working in the business of media production, it is still possible to be surrounded by a room full of guys. However, Emily states that if you know what you're doing, being a woman shouldn't matter. I think the only real pushback I had was when I was a news photographer. Pretty sure I was the first female ever at that station. Um, and it was more or less they promoted me out of necessity because they couldn't find anybody else to fill the job and I wanted it. Um, that's the only time I felt real pushback. I get, I got some pretty much the last two jobs I, I've been at. Not as bad at WPSD. I had a coworker at my last job who did not like working with women. And of course we got paired together. Being the only woman director after uh, the other lady left to go work at another station, that was challenging. But basically, I know what I'm doing. I walk in there and I do my job. And it's like, if somebody doesn't like it, then I'm a woman, tough. I went to work an event a few years ago and I was being introduced to the person in charge of the event. I was gonna be running the video and things for it. And so I was introduced and then somebody says, well, where, where's the director for the event? I'm like, I, I'm her. And they just stepped back, looked at me and said, okay then. Um, you're going to get some of that, but for the most part, I kind of just feel like one of the guys. And for the most part, unless somebody brings it up or I, it comes back, a memory comes back to an incident, like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, yes, it's male oriented, it's male dominated, but we're all humans. So for me, it's like I walk in, I know my stuff, I know I'm going to do a good job, and I do it. And you know, if somebody's uncomfortable after the first time or two, and then they say, oh, she really is good at what she does, then we're fine. With this in mind, Emily discusses the importance of getting good at whatever you want to do and taking advantage of every opportunity to learn, even if there's a bit of a mess along the way. Emily said understanding this is some of the best advice she can give to women who want to work in the field of media production. You just get good at whatever it is you want to do, and then you can walk in any place and not literally own it, but you can own the room.
you're still probably going to walk into a room full of guys and for the most part they're fine with it don't be intimidated by it and then if there's one guy that doesn't like it then tough take advantage of everything you can learn if you have any sort of downtime it's a good time to if there's a coworker doing something interesting and you're not bothering them it's a good time to go and visit i used to go when i was at wpsd and i would get my work done and then have some downtime before i had to get ready for the news i would go and visit with the engineers and figure out eh, what are you working on how does that work and i just gain all the knowledge you can and watch and observe people. And then if you're able to, uh, ask if you can do that. Now, some instances you can't, depending on job assignments and whether it's a union shop or anything, but uh, if you want to do something and you think you can do it, give it a go. You just have to be willing to learn and you have to be willing to adapt. If you don't adapt, you're going to wind up being left behind. You're not going to know everything out of the gate. I, did, I didn't sit down at a switcher and know how to direct. I was actually a pretty lousy director. My first few shows, I learned from Mr. Don Alvey at WPSD, who was the director, the very first director that had been hired on there. And I mean, basically, though, he tried to keep hands off and just if I made a mess, he'd let me bail myself out of the mess live on the air for whoever may have been watching the new news when I first started. Emily concludes with a takeaway for females who want to get involved in the industry of media production. First of all, good luck. You're not going to get rich. <laughs> but you're going to meet a lot of interesting people and you may have the opportunity to go to a lot of interesting events, witness a lot of interesting things. You have the opportunity to meet famous people, not every day. And then there are some people that just get burned down on it because there is a stress level involved in it. So be prepared that it's not all fun and games when you get into this. It's, it's a real job with real stress, real work, but there are, there are rewards to it. Thanks for listening to Filmmaker. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Emily Spivey and listening to her stories and what she has learned from being a part of the television industry. Join us next week when I talk with Nastasia Christodoulou, a Murray State University alumni who is creating films and television shows in the Republic of Cyprus. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. That is all for this episode of Filmmaker. Until next time.